Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. An Erios production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hello everyone and welcome to The The Big Big Ones! Each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be complicated to discuss, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Mary, Mary Sohn. Absolutely. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that confidence. <laughs> oh, that misplaced confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I like to swing proudly. It's a good way to start out the podcast with such sort of vigor. Well, there's only one place to go, and that is down. Oh. <laughs> I like to strong strong. Our <laughs> listeners know Mary. I mean, I think everyone who listens to this podcast already knows who Mary is. But if you don't, she's an actor. She's a comedian. Uh, she's a podcaster. And uh, she's on the hit show Superstore. Is that right? <laughs> That's right, right? AP bio, but please don't cut that. <laughs> oh, no. Have you done a guest star on Superstore? I have not. And that makes me feel very bad because it feels like everyone has. <laughs> well, not everyone. You're looking at two other gals who haven't even been called. I think why Superstore was in my head is because I just saw Steve A or someone Steve yeah, Agee's Steve on Agee. Superstore, mm-hmm. and I just I think they're ending right, or is it AP Bio that's ending? <laughs> well, they could both be ending. Who knows? <laughs> it's all ending. Well, my apologies, man. No worries. When you said Steve A, I was like, does she think I look like Steve Aoki, the DJ? <laughs> is that where she oh, is going no. with this? Well, she is a big Steve Aoki head. And it's a huge compliment for me to say that you remind me of him. Thank you so much. And I know that. Don't I know it? (laughs) So, Mary, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is we've been wanting to have you on for a a very long time, just so you know. And we just like didn't get it was always like we should have Mary on this season. And then just the email never got sent. And then all of a sudden it did get sent. And here you are. And I have to say it may have been sent. (laughs) I, I feel like we have asked you before. Am I wrong? No, you definitely have. And the timing oh. was wrong. The timing was wrong. Right. But the buildup is mm-hmm. now overwhelming. People have been waiting for this. <laughs> so, Mary, do you have any little moral dilemmas that you need help with? Because we would love to help you kind of get to the bottom of something that's plaguing your mind. Yeah, I think I've actually had a whole bunch of them. I got a couple 
if that's all right. And maybe oh, we could just great. pop them off quick. Oh, yes. But, <laughs> yeah, pop the them off. Let's go. Okay, cool. Popcorn moral quandaries. <laughs> so this buttery one is, um, it surrounds, <laughs> I got off of social media. That's not what this is about. But I have turned heavily to an addiction to words with friends. And a lot of times there, I'm playing a lot of elders. But then I, I got a lot of like young kid energy off of Cha Cha 11. And um, <laughs> at one point, you're allowed to um, push like a sticker. You can st- send a sticker. So he like played a pretty good move and then blast me with an emoji that has like hands clapping and just tears crying. Kind of like a I got you, bitch type of situation. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to beat him and that's going to be enough. And that's all right. That the proof's in the pudding. Right. And then a day went by and I was like, I should have said something. I should have sent a sticker back when I was done annihilating his ass. You know what I mean? And what sticker would you have sent? Just because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what your options may have been. Right. Um, n- nothing as uh, retaliatory as a clapping, laughing emoji. Right. Maybe a thumbs up, maybe like a really hard hitting thumbs up. Like, wow. Enough said. Ooh. Yeah, enough said. That is scary just because of how subtle it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh, terrifying. I have a quick question, Mary. Are you, is this someone you know in real life or this is a stranger you're engaging a with? A stranger. Of, okay. Mm-hmm. I see. So you're saying, should you have done it or was it best to have not? And let me ask this now as well. Are you playing a new game with Cha Cha 134? <laughs> What's his name? Cha Cha 11. Cha Cha 11. Uh, no, I'm not. And I almost pushed repatch. Wow. But I said, I am, I am a grown woman. Let me behave better i see because you didn't like what cha-cha was bringing out of you personally right right his name's cha-cha and he's the best damn words with friends player this what is it what is her name in greece remember she's like my name's cha-cha and i'm the best dancer you guys know what i'm talking about oh yeah and she does her best work on her back <laughs> isn't that a lie <laughs> oh god that would be a good comeback oh. to cha-cha i hear you do your best work on your back but Amanda, Mary was saying that Chacha, she thinks, was like a young boy. But why not? What about a hard-hitting slam for him, too? Yeah, slam dunk. <laughs> Take that. No, I think it's best to, you know, I don't think that you need to worry. You need to put any more weight on this than you already have. And it's actually maybe a little shocking, the amount of weight that you've put on Certainly. it so far of like, mm-hmm. you've, you beat cha-cha one mm. one you know and mm. that's all cha-cha one one has to he's the one with egg on his face he's the one that sent you the emoji and then got you know tri- and tripped and fell <laughs> you're eating his lunch <laughs> i thought you were gonna say you're eating his lungs and i was like well okay <laughs> you are though <laughs> but i think sometimes also the greatest sort of comeback is silence wow or uh, just a, a single <laughs> thumbs up. And then silence, and then you talk about it on a podcast. Yes. What if he listens? That's the thing. Can you imagine? Oh, wow. Chacha 1-1, if you're out there, Mary's coming for you. But I understand the um, the the 
the addiction to uh, games like Words with Friends. You know, I I play a lot of Spider Solitaire. I don't know if you've gotten into Spider Solitaire. It's a different kind of solitaire. What makes it? Do you different? play it alone? You play it alone. That's the same. Yeah, that's the same as regular <laughs> solitaire. There's nothing new in that. Get out of here. But, but it is. It's. It's. You have to. It's a different. You have to get everything in the same um, suit. So it's not like um, black, red, black, red. It's like everything has to be in the same suit. I don't know how to explain it to you. You just have to play, but it's a lot of fun. Okay, it's a brain game. I, I don't have any games that I'm currently playing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get back on the games with <laughs> friends train because I think that's good for your brain. And then words with friends, and I want to try spider solitaire. But Mary, yeah, what were spider- your other dilemmas oh, that you had? Because you said you had an entire <laughs> diary filled with them about Chacha one one. And then this <laughs> other time, Chacha said, "What? Well, that's another thing. There's so many weirdos that send messages." That, like, I don't know, when I wanted to see, everyone's curious. They want to see it, but it can show that you've seen it. And so they're like, why don't you respond? And, like, kind of calling me out in a way that I'm like, hey, friend, I came here for words with friends, not this. Yeah, I came here for the words, not the friends. Thank you. (laughs) I did not come here for friends. Um, The other one was this one. Um, I'm somebody who does not like to have to desire someone else Hmm. like I don't like or I don't want to have to need that from someone else but my therapist uh let me know that that is human to want to be desired is Mm. human Mm. so if that is true could you be flattered by someone desiring you that you detest yes of course you could be absolutely flattered (laughs) in some ways that's the best case scenario and sometimes okay. those are the mm-hmm. only people who desire you <laughs> from my experience. Wow. <laughs> well, that's what all the movies are written about. That's what all the great movie love stories are all about. Oh, no, the, I detest you. And then but maybe I love you. Oh, you know but I mean? you're talking about that sort of detest. That's like I detest you so much. I want to like grab you and kiss you. Well, right. Thin but- line. <laughs> Is that not is that the kind of detesting you're talking about, Mary? You're talking about about like a, a visceral like disgust. Like this person is like a big game hunter. They're racist. They're, and why are they desiring you, know? you? Like where are you meeting with them where they're like desiring you? Uh, they lurk among us, Maria. What do you mean? I just okay. I have a bunch of questions here. One, okay. How do you know they're? Des- I'm this. I'm asking for myself. How do you know when someone desires you? <laughs> and 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 that's my big question. Uh, yeah, like so is this okay, so I mean it could be the way they look at you, it could be the vulgar things they whisper in your ear. <laughs> but are you talking about like AP bio fans that kind of like slide in to your DMs and they're like, "Hey, like I'm a big, look at me with my big elephant that I, you know, hunted. Do you want to like do you want to chill sometime or are you saying these are people in your life that are like saying like hey mary like i know you you know yelled at me for my elephant hunting but i think that we have a lot in common you know i feel like i've really um misled this conversation in a way that i i I posed the question as if i related to it i understand how you like it's more just a hypothetical (laughs) because in my head you literally asked there's a big game hunter who's 
after me and I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's the like way literally what I'm hearing. You're saying it, Maria, makes it sound like they're trying to shoot her. You guys, this is why I've come on the podcast. I'm in danger. Jimmy Johns is on my ass. He's trying to get me. <laughs> it's like Jumanji where she's like, there's like the the hunter guys after her. I got to catch me a Mary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just hanging above someone's bed. But I think your therapist is right, though, because sometimes we are conditioned, I think, as women to think that, like, if someone desires us, it's like we've done something wrong. But I think it's okay because and also you feel gross. Like if some like nasty person desires you, you can sometimes feel like, ew, it's if I like that, it's I'm gross. But I think it's actually I mean, it's okay because you should just let it go to your head. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can't help who loves you, right? <laughs> You're damn right. And why block it? You can't it? help who desires you. I mean, I guess, yeah, it can get a little iffy if you're thinking, well, what kind of people are be- are attracted to me? Like, why is this certain person attracted to me? But, you know, I don't know. I know. I have no... I have no thoughts on this, actually. <laughs> it's very far... Like, I, I desire is such a foreign word. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know why I, Danielle, steeled it either. It does sound like a very mature woman's uh, word. Desire. <laughs> Do you desire yeah. me? But are you saying, like, Maria and Mary, like, you guys aren't, like, sort of, like, lurch- like leching over people on the internet and stuff? Or, like, are you... What do you mean? Well, like, you don't have sort of, like, um, certain people that you're, like, you desire. <laughs> Oh my god. Um <laughs> No. Not even like fictional characters that I follow on Instagram. <laughs> well no, I mean Prince Eric. <laughs> yeah, actually Prince Eric was I really thought he was hot when I was I'm sorry, a kid. who is Prince Eric? From the Little Mermaid. From the Little Mermaid? Okay, pardon me. I thought it was part of some royal family I didn't know about. Okay. Well, he is. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is part of a royal family. Mm-hmm. Did you like his hair? For me, it was more the at the time, it was the dark hair and light eyes. But then I later came to not trust people with men with dark hair and light eyes. Why? What happened? Interesting. Interesting. Well, a psychic told me not to... Um, uh- trust men with dark hair and light eyes <laughs> and, and did you encounter any oh girl yes ma'am oh wow no i mean not actually i think it's kind of a rare it's kind of rare um that's a rare combo mm, okay. mm, to okay. have like dark hair and like bright like gl- like glassy ice eyes like glassy blue ice eyes yeah <laughs> yeah that is rare that's scary this may be controversial, but um, Leonardo DiCaprio in What's Eating Gilbert's great. Uh, What's Eating Gilbert? Okay, yeah, great? That, this is definitely controversial. Yeah, listen, I don't want to get anyone in trouble here, but I, I was attracted. And you know who he probably reminds you of is Cha Cha One. Cha One. That was definitely Cha Cha One One vibes. Cha Cha One One sat in the tub for too long, got cold. <laughs> Is that what happened to G- Gilbert Grape? Yeah, I can't believe I said what's eating Gilbert's grape. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> this is good, you guys. <laughs> well, 
I'm glad we all have desire. I liked Prince Eric because I like to think of him with that open shirt, mm. linen, white billow in like a summer wedding where yeah. he's just like foregone the tie, but he's got a nice open chest and a linen suit. He did look good buttoned up though. And you know, I'm not a Prince Eric like Stan. I'm going to just put that okay. out there right now. Like okay. I'm not, you know, I kind of put that out there, but I'm not like an Eric head. But when he was buttoned up at the end for his wedding, he looked very good. He looked very put together. Okay. There is a trope um, going back and thinking about all the sort of uh, objects of my desire grow- growing up when I was coming of age. Like almost all of them were young men in open peasant blouses. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Like in Hocus Pocus, like you probably were like Thackeray. Th- Thackeray Binks. Binks. And or- then there's um, then there's Hocus Pocus and then Devin Casper. Sawa in Casper. Yeah. And then the Disney princes a lot of times have that look. And then, of course, there's yeah. like Interview with a Vampire. Sure. Which is the same sort sure. of men with sort of long hair in frilly blouses. Did you like the prairie far and away vibe? I know that's a different blouse um i don't i'm, never I'm not seen familiar with away. that i i don't think okay. i've seen it either that's tom nicole Bruce. and tom right oh mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. this could be a really fun oh i gotta watch this <laughs> <laughs> i mean your screen just got bright like you saw heaven <laughs> <laughs> now from i'm just quickly googled that movie and what i'm seeing is nicole in a peasant's blouse mm-hmm and she actually is more my type in this movie, maybe, because she's got that long hair. And the- <laughs> You like that? I love Nicole Kidman. I really think she's so beautiful. Wow. Breaking news. Mary, thank you for bringing in those little big ones. They really, you know, something gave us something to chew on. And now we like to ask our guests to help us ask our listeners to rate and review and join our Patreon because they're tired of listening to us say it over and over again. So if you wouldn't mind just in your own words, taking a moment to sort of demand from our listeners that they rate, review, and check out our Patreon. What are you even doing? You're just sitting on the couch anyways. Go check out the big ones. Support the Patreon. Like and subscribe over here on Apple Podcasts. What are you doing? Get right. Was any of that right? Was yes. That- I, okay. That was I was perfect. Beautiful. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get to our big, big one. And we're going to see if we can get to the bottom of a big moral dilemma. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so Mary, do you like the holidays? Sure. Um, Because this episode is coming out around Christmas time, we thought we would do a Christmas-themed dilemma from... Well, I won't say what it's from. You'll you'll know right away, I'm sure. You are a hot dad named Clark Griswold who loves Christmas. This holiday season, you expect to be the best ever. You've got it all. A tree lights, and even a bonus check on the way to pay for a new swimming pool. 
you're shocked when your wife's redneck cousin Eddie shows up in his RV with his wife, two kids, and a Rottweiler named Snot. Eddie has lost his job, is broke, and is living in his RV. Should you let your cousin-in-law crash Christmas? Or do you put up boundaries and send him packing? Wow, this is a good one. It's tough. This is from the hit movie, National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. It's a classic. You're over here being a hot dad, just trying to spend Christmas with your family. Yeah. And here comes your, you know, junkie brother. Well, I know. Cousin. It's it's a junkie cousin. It's not even like, you know, a cousin in law. Cousin in law. Okay. That's the part that really gets you. But then again, you know, you do think they just showed up. There wasn't a phone call where it was like, hey, we're thinking about maybe they just showed up. They're on your front lawn. Do you turn this them away? I know it's super. Tricky. So uh, off the bat, just before we kind of get into the psychology behind all of this, <laughs> where are we at? Like, what's your first instinct? Oh, I, I want to immediately say there's a place called Hotels.com. You look on Hotels.com and you find yourself a room. Interesting. See, I'm under the impression that you just you just say, okay, especially because they've got their RV there. Mm-hmm. Amanda, is it, are we still having it that they're going to sleep out in their RV? Yes, but you know them, right? These people are <laughs> takers. They yeah. are like yeah. no boundaries, emotional vampires. Like they're going to be... They, they, all the, they're the type of people that all the attention is going to be wrapped around them the entire week that they're there. Right. I think for me off the bat, old Amanda is like, yes, you can stay here. Like, and I do, part of me does still feel this way that like, especially around holidays, it's, you've got to have the more the merrier sort of Mm -hmm. mentality, but it's also like, you know what? It's my Christmas too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make you a shirt that says that. <laughs> it's my Christmas. It's my too. Christmas too, damn it. It just says you know what on the front. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so long in the back. It's a high to low, so it's really space. <laughs> yeah. It's the seven up your shirt. Except Remember those commercials? Seven no, up. What was it? It was they were slogan was seven make seven up yours. So then on the front of the shirt, it said, make seven. And then on the back, it said, up yours. Up yours. Do you get it? Yeah. yeah. Thank you for asking. I want to make sure. Because I didn't get it for a long time, honestly. I didn't get why everyone thought it was so funny that it said, up, make seven, up yours. So you didn't know that, like, up yours was sort of a derogatory. Not at the time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Innocent. She was such an innocent child. I know. Wow, that's just really making me flash to the um, co-ed naked shirts. I just remember being really... Um, What's that? Do you remember those shirts? No. The co-ed naked shirts. Okay, that might have been a regional thing. What? Um, they were... Look it up. Co-ed. What, what region? No, no where I'm are you f- typing co-ed naked. I'm not going to like what I get. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you will. You need to tap into that desire. <laughs> it's just asking you to receive it. Co-ed naked. I truly shirts. am shocked that you guys don't know what I'm talking where about. Where are you from again, Mary? I'm from Champaign, Illinois. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so I'm seeing co-ed naked beach volleyball. 
Sure. In the sand, it's twice as grand. Is that mm-hmm. what you're t- <laughs> talking about? That's what I'm talking about. I'm just so surprised that kids at your school didn't wear those. What are they? Can you explain what these are? Yeah, they're like novelty tees where um, there's like different sports. So for tennis, it would be like coed naked tennis. And then it'd be like, oh. it's in, it's out, it's over. I get it. Okay, mm. so these are funny guys. Just funny guys, for sure. Gals with bikinis on. But I don't understand in the sand, it's twice as grand. What does that mean? That what What's sexy about that? Like you have sex in the sand. Oh, and it's twice as grand because I, I don't know. Am I right? I'm I'm don't pick up on a lot. <laughs> well, I don't know how it could be interpreted a, a different way. Right. So I think so. This says coed naked golf never up, never in. And then never coed up. naked basketball get wicked lucky and score. <laughs> oh, I like that one. That's, really? I think that one's lazy. <laughs> Two on the nose. It's all right. appeals to me. Naked firefighting. A big hose gets them wet. That's a bit on the nose. That's on the nose, even okay. for me. Coed naked <laughs> cheerleading. A good cheer will arouse the crowd. Okay. Coed naked nursing. Your butt is ours. <laughs> okay, I like that one. <laughs> what does that mean? No, that one's more nebulous. Coed naked nursing. Your butt is ours. <laughs> Her butt is our nursing. Coed but. naked lacrosse. Rough, tough, and in the buff. Okay, well that's not that fun. All right, okay. But that that nurse one really spoke to you, Maria. I like that one. Your butt <laughs> is ours. <laughs> well maybe santa will leave you a, a co-ed a naked co-ed shirt on under these the are news tree. to me wow thank you for opening my eyes to this wow i feel like an edgy gal that you guys just met yeah <laughs> oh mary oh she's just one of those girls that wears the co-ed naked shirts she's mm-hmm. trouble care. she's trouble just to get back to the dilemma now how are everyone's boundaries bad great question why do you say that maria well i just i'm a i'm a people pleaser i don't like anyone to ever feel um out of place i don't like anyone to feel like i always want someone to be having a good time always um you know i'm someone that's constantly going like oh let's make sure i'm very aware of people's like the energies people are are putting out there and so like if i pick up on something i very much want to like make it okay for them and mm-hmm. so um, that's kind of like I won't enjoy myself unless everyone else is enjoying themselves. Mm. And so in order to do that, I really I, you know, I'll make sh- I'll put everyone else before me. And I'm not talking about like day to day because Amanda's going to say, well, that's not true. You're pretty <laughs> selfish. But I, I was not going to say that thinking it. But that's different from saying it. but what i'm saying is it's like if someone were to show up at my door you know i couldn't turn them away it would be very hard for me to turn them away because i wouldn't want them to feel bad i really relate i want to i want to ask if this resonates with you at all i definitely feel that sometimes like on a group zoom with mixed company Mm -hmm. if i notice somebody feels maybe a little left out or maybe they don't i immediately i'm like oh ask them a question quick exactly exactly yeah 
but also because we have been conditioned to do that. We are the ones that need to take the temperature. We are the one to like change it, include everyone. It's like, why is it just our responsibility though? Because we're picking yeah. up on it because it's like, if you pick up on it, then or don't you have the responsibility to then ch- change it for the better? No, that's the thing. And maybe our therapist will tell us this one day. It's not <laughs> It's not our responsibility. I actually just had this epiphany the other day because I was kind of thinking about like this transition, hopefully, knock on wood, once we get the vaccine soon, like we're going to have to start socializing again. And I was like, like kind of nervous about that just because I feel like I'm going to be rusty. And there's I'm, I've been so conditioned, like just being home, you know, like not going out and seeing people. So I was like a little bit nervous. But I thought, like, wow, maybe I really try to put like my own social enjoyment first. And that would probably end up making everyone have more fun because people I think can also sense when you're anxious about them having fun and it's not always good. Right. Good point. Good point. What does that look like to you though, Amanda, putting yourself first in a social situation? Well, maybe just like talking about what I feel like talking about and not worrying if people find it interesting. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of you holding your glass up and like going clink, 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 clink. Everybody, I have something to tell you while I watched a new movie. And everyone's going to be like, oh my God. But honestly, why not? Wouldn't you like that better than me trying to ask you about your pet turtle for 45 minutes? Which I did once. I did once. I sat next to this guy once and talked to him for like an hour about like, I was asking him all these questions about his, he had all these <laughs> reptiles as pets and he didn't like it either. Oh. <laughs> well, then who was it for? That's the question, Mary. <laughs> it's like he's, his eyes were darting around like, how fast can I get out of this conversation? <laughs> Wait, but I have a follow-up to this, uh, a follow-up adjacent. I have somebody in my life, actually, I think there's a lot of people in my life that really vent a lot to me. And though I really like it, it feels very connective. I'm a safe place for them to do it. I feel like I'm very sensitive to it these days that I cannot engage the way I used to with right. that, where I, that sort of boundaryless taking in you're like a receptacle for that venom or like raw emotion. I can't match it. Right. Especially if I'm not super tight with that person. It feels like a big ask. Mm. I'm so with you on that. I feel like that's something you kind of grow out of at a certain point. And I feel like this whole quarantine experience has kind of expedited that because we're all so like at our brink, like at, mm-hmm. we're already so like at capacity that having to deal with someone else's like drama when they're not like family or best friend. Yeah. Is a yeah. lot. Thank you. It is. It is. So should we do a quick improv to kind of yeah, see yeah. how we would handle this situation if forced, if if this was thrust upon us? <laughs> I love yeah, this. maybe we could practice like putting up a boundary with Cousin Eddie. Okay. I love it. Can I um, play Cousin Eddie? Yeah. Why don't you play Cousin Eddie and then maybe Mary and I can be like husband and wife. So do Great. you feel, do you connect more with Clark or with his wife? Um, I guess Clark, but, okay. but, you know, maybe we'll change, we'll change if we feel like you're it's Clark. Not. I love it. You are Clark and I am your little wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is this a scene? Maybe you just, you come out and you see that I'm on your lawn. Okay. Oh, and, hey. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> and scene. 
<laughs> really blasted off there. I know. No, it was my fault though. I should have just I should have trusted that we were off and running, but I didn't. I had to put up I had to put up a gate. I'm so sorry. I put up a gate and then I opened the gate. All right. <laughs> it's not gonna be the same, I'll tell you that much. She came in there with a she had her action all I know, out. I know. <laughs> and action I'm literally crying I don't know why (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right all right I'll start I'll start touching on something for me (laughs) oh my god I made this crying (laughs) hi y'all it's me your cousin Eddie Oh, Eddie, what are you doing here? You didn't tell us you were coming. Well, we were driving down the five and we just thought we'd stop by. We said it's two days till Christmas. My God, why can't I just be with my family on Christmas? And you know, the kids are in love with you got the biggest house here. They think it's just the best. Oh, oh, well, uh, I mean, are you thinking you'll stay through the holiday? I think that would be just great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, are you, where's the um, camping ground that you guys are staying at? Well, that's so funny of you to ask. We're going to stay, we were thinking that because you've got such a big driveway here that we would just camp out right here in the driveway. I mean, you got so much space here. I mean, this is Buckingham Palace as far as we're concerned. (laughs) You know, it's really a busy time of year. Oh, I know it. Oh, can you believe, you know, I just lost my job. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I know. I know, but it's times like these when you really need family. When you really need family by your side. Honey, what do you think? So, well, well, you know, I'm, I'm here with my little wife. And, um, boy, I, of course we want to share time with you. What we could do is meet up with you for a lunch. And then... After we have our cold cut lunch, we we're gonna have to send you on our, on your way because we decided to keep the Christmas small this year. But I see your in I see your in laws in the window over there. You know, I, right. I, I I I understand. You know that this is this is Christmas, and we are just driving by, and you know I I, I don't understand. We're just gonna be. Out here in the driveway. I, I, I'm it's sorry. It's just such a, such a full house, Eddie. And, you know, to be honest, you're, you and your family are a lot. Oh. I see. And you um, know we love you and, and you and we'd love to have you some other time. Uh, but well, why don't you call my assistant and why don't you tell her... When is good for you all? Because last time I checked, family is family. And family's supposed to be there for one another. Oh my god, he's he's crying. Oh, uh, Eddie, I know it's been really tough. And we want to be here for you. And we also know that our bandwidth is pretty low right now. So even if we were to have you, we are not in a place where we could even be enjoyable this is bullshit you're liars you're liars no it's true eddie don't take it personally we it's not you you're wonderful where do you want us to go for christmas 
Where do you want us to go? How about a, a camping spot and, and we'll pay for the fee for you to stay there. So are we not allowed to see you on Christmas then? We'd love to come to you on Christmas for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And so you guys are putting up very, very intense boundaries. We'll see you for a lunch. I mean, sometimes boundaries like you're an asshole, but I don't know. What else do you do? I don't think you turn. You can turn them away. I don't think you can turn them away. Now I get you can, but I'm talking about me. I don't think I can turn them away. I would have to say you you have to go find another campground because we don't, you know, we need our space, but we we will, you can definitely come here on Christmas. Okay. And can I ask you, would you set boundaries before they came for that exchange? What do you mean? So if you're kind of bargaining, like, um, You know, we'd love to have you come on Christmas Day. And here are a few rules of our house. Mm. I mean, but why can't they just come for like a cup? And and this is a problem with me. I understand that. But why can't they just, you know, because you're afraid that next year they're going to do the same thing? Well, (laughs) I think it's also like, yeah, you're setting a precedent. But it's also like they're like I was saying, like they're a lot. And so if you're looking forward to sort of a peaceful Christmas, and now this is how I am too with holidays. I really am like, oh, we're going to see all the family. Like anyone can come. Like I, that's the one time I really am. Well, I'm bad at boundaries too, but I'm trying to get better. But like, they're just going to suck the all, like they're going to make it hard. And there's, they're always bring drama with them. You know, like that's the kind of family they are. So I think for me, it's like also, to be honest, like they're being really rude because they're yeah. showing up here and they know what they're doing. That's the other thing, because they are purposefully manipulating you. Because if they really wanted to come, they could have called ahead of time and checked in with you. Um, but they didn't. And there's a reason why they did it. It's not because they're ignorant or anything. It's because they know they're manipulating you to get what they want. But what about the kids they're with? Do the kids this then is suffer? The wrench. This is the wrench. Yeah. <sighs> because the kids are there and it's like they see the house all in lights and oh my gosh, this is beautiful. And they they don't, you know, they don't get to spend Christmas Christmases like this. So then you just turn them away to prove a point. I get that they're being used as manipulation tools. Maria, you are really cutting to the core. This is where it feels like who could turn them away? I know. You can't. I don't think you can with the kids there. You can't. And you can you can pull the cousin aside and say, you know, you can't be doing this. Mm. But I think that you can't do that to the kids. Because the parents put them in that position, but you have to be the bigger person and say, okay, well, let's not ruin these kids' Christmas. Yeah, I agree. I think now that you threw the kids in there, I wasn't thinking about them. And this is what comes up in the movie, too, is the sweet little kids. And so I think you go, you have to be... um, a you know a a communicator and you have to say listen I've got to be honest I'm a little bit upset that you just showed up here and I feel put on the spot and I don't like that I'm gonna Mm -hmm. let you stay this time and we'll have a great Christmas but this cannot happen again and Mm -hmm. and I would never say this to anyone but (laughs) I'm pretending I would maybe I will one day and if it does you can't stay here and wouldn't it be nice (laughs) if I could say things like that to people 
Wow. And what if they showed up the next year? Then I'd say the same thing again. (laughs) (laughs) This is the last time. (laughs) I think that's the perfect way to handle it, honestly. I mean, you just, with the kids there, that's what you would have to do. Well, can I ask you this? So I learned that in order for a kid to feel safe and comfortable and loved at home, like, I just want to do a quick quiz. How many minutes a day do you think that if you spent meaningful time, one-on-one present time with a kid, that that effect would last the full day? 10 minutes. Um, meaningful time with a kid that would last the whole day. An hour. Great guesses. It's five minutes. You're kidding. It's five minutes. I was blown away by that. And I was like... Oh, I, is there a way to spend meaningful time with those children without it looking like they have to stay at the house? I okay. don't know. So Just now Mary thought. has scaled it back from a lunch to five minutes of quality time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wrap up the cuts to go. <laughs> so like if a parent is kind of like, so, if, you know, so a parent could be doing their own thing all day and then just for five minutes they could sit with a kid and be like, oh, what are these stickers you've got here? You know, and then yeah. then they that would be enough. That's what the studies show. And that like that full engagement of the five minutes eye contact holding each other, that sort of contact is so much more impactful than like, you know, these half engaged hour long sessions with each other. Right. Interesting. Like we're going to the playground, but I'm going to be on my phone. Right. And they know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I think that's a good point. Um, yeah. And maybe you could kind of cite that study to Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd get it. That would, that's what would hit him. And he'd go, okay. All right. Now I get it. We're all going to be in the camper for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, lunch. you all get you all pile into that camper and you all hug for five minutes. That's enough. I don't know why the other in-laws came, but they're there too. Everyone's there. <laughs> so should we do our final answers? And I got to be honest, I want you ladies to go first because I'm still thinking about this. But like, what mm-hmm. are we letting Eddie stay or not? I'm letting Eddie stay, I'm, but I'm giving a firm word and I'm saying... You know, you can't stay in the part. You can't stay in in the driveway. You got to go to the the place, the campground, and then you can come on Christmas. And then I'm also saying the thing of, and you know, you can't show up here unannounced. But we, like you said, Amanda, but we are going to have a nice Christmas this year. But God help you if this happens again, as God is my witness. Wow, this will not stand another year. <laughs> Okay, I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to say you can stay for three days. <laughs> and then you got to go to the campground. But Amanda, they're not staying for three days. They're staying for two weeks and you're never going to get rid of them. <laughs> Maria, that's for you too. What if they stay for two weeks and you're not going to get rid of them? They can still stay though? Well, I'm because I'm setting up, I'm not... Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're being a pushover. I know. So, Mary, what's your what's your final decision? Yeah, it's heartbreaking because there are children involved, but I'm going to wrap them up a real nice meal to heat up in the um, <laughs> camper. <laughs> oh, my God. Talking, oh, yeah. I'm talking about every like I'm talking about appetizers, full course of things, lots of like dry snacks. 
Oh, I'm like, so this is so cool of you. I, you know what? I want to be inspired by Mary too. And I want to (laughs) say, sorry, Uncle Eddie Scram. I'm not responsible for your family's happy Christmas. I don't know, you guys. I'm so curious. Is I'm it so horrible? Curious. Am I? Is that bad? I no, don't know. Sometimes I think I get it might confused. be good. I think you it, think might it be... is good. I don't know. It's hard because it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And, and the sucky thing is, even if you did create a boundary and that feels so exciting to have accomplished, it just like never feels good. And the person no. on the other side really often doesn't take it well. So. Especially when there may be, I don't know what um, Uncle Eddie really has going on with him, but I think he might be some sort of like narcissist. And mm-hmm. you are also a narcissist, I think, because Clark Griswold <laughs> also seems like a narcissist. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of lose-lose for everyone, right? It's just the children who get the short end of the stick. All the children. But give them right, that the, five right. minutes and then everyone wins. <laughs> Stickers. Oh, it's a little <laughs> smiley face clapping. <laughs> okay, and, and sorry, just last minute. I know we have to move on to the dear big ones, but I want to last minute say I'm going to let them stay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. I chickened Fair out, enough. but if they cu- if they come back again, God help them. God <laughs> <laughs> help them. Oh, we struggle. Okay, so now this is the time where we read a de- dear big ones, which is a letter that comes in from one of our listeners. Um, okay, guys, I have this moral dilemma with my now husband for, oh, I have had this moral dilemma with my now husband for over a year, and I'm hoping you can assist. We are huge fans of the show Outlander, and we constantly bicker about the main character, Claire, supposedly cheating on her husband, Frank, whom she was married to in the 1940s with a character, Hot Jamie, in the 1700s. Essentially, if you time travel, especially inadvertently, is it still considered cheating to get in another relationship, even if it is a strategic move to save your life. Can you technically have two different husbands in two different timelines and consider it moral? I say it isn't cheating given her circumstances. My husband feels differently and would act differently in her shoes. And I'm curious to know your thoughts. Help. Um, I'm also obsessed with your pod. So glad my love of Britney Spears. We need to talk about Britney. Let her to the alarmist. Let her to the web crawlers. Let her to the big ones. Wow. Someone got me to you guys. That is that is so great. I love that. <clears throat> excuse me. Trajectory. Yeah. Wow. wow. Well, I got to watch Outlander. I want to want to talk about <laughs> desire. I hear that's like very um, erotic. D- desire. Wow. Desire. Desiron. Desiron. Um, in in what way? Well, I just think it was kind. Of, it's kind of written for women. Although I think there's a lot of like, um, excuse me, but gang rape scenes and stuff. But it's all like, <laughs> and that and that's for the women, or no, that's yeah. That's for okay. Well, I don't know. This is just the two things I've heard about Outlander. Is that like women love it because it's kind of has like romance novel vibes, and that there's also, mm. pardon me gang rape scenes (laughs) wow they're just straight art there's not things that imply it it just really is i I, i'm sure it's i'm hoping it's like pg-13 i I don't know (laughs) but this is a fascinating dilemma i actually feel like we could do this for a whole episode oh should i give you another one then well no i think we could maybe touch on it and then you you know um 
use it for a full episode down the line if we think there's more to discuss. But to me, I think if you're time traveling, there's so much going on. I don't really consider that cheating. I think it's che- I think it's cheating. Oh. <laughs> well, don't. I mean, I would just think like if you're still you and you're still going back to your husband or whatever, then you still have had this experience where you've cheated on your husband. But wasn't it also to get them out of sticky situations as well? Yeah, yeah I mean, she, according to her, she's saying this is, it's a strategic move to save your life. I think yeah, that has to but be okay. Is it, uh, is yeah, it, that's a good question. Because then her husband is saying he would he would handle it differently. I mean, it seems like it's like, oh, I could do this. And then, you know, hey, let me have my cake and eat it too. Interesting. You know? What if, what if the partner's all agreed that it was okay. Yeah, then that's cool. But it's just, you know, you don't, if someone's going, hey, I'm going to go back to the 1700s <laughs> and you know they're seeing, you know, some guy there, you're yeah. going to be jealous, right? Right, Amanda? Yeah, yes, of <laughs> course. But I'm also thinking like there's so much going on here and I'm not sure that infidelity is really the biggest concern. Like what well, is... of course, time travel is the biggest concern. Well, this is what but I'm I mean, saying. I think it's like hard to really, I guess, yes. Okay, this is the thing. If I had a time machine, me, Amanda, and I was like taking it to 1700, the 1700s and like, you know, with your blousey boys, the blousey yes. and the blousey boys. That is cheating. That is wrong. Like there's no difference <laughs> between that and me like wandering to the local dive bar and bringing home, you know, a blousey boy, a blousey boy. But if I'm on some time traveling adventure, one thing leads to another. It reminds me of the dilemma we did where you're trapped on an island with a, mm. another person and you don't think you're ever going to be rescued. And what did you guys say then? Then we said, wait a year and then you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that is what it was. Well, I have a quick hypothetical follow up. What about if the relationship wasn't sexual? But it was really connective in a way that partners would be. Mm. Well, would that be I, less the same? But people connected differently in the 1700s. You know, I'm sure there's a lot more eye contact, talk by candlelight. You know, the mead was flowing. You know, and, and so I think there was a lot more... I, that's hard because you you would see that you would have this connection. Ugh, you know, it's best not to time travel if you're in a relationship, I think. <laughs> Do that in your 20s and then... <laughs> exactly. Don't try, time travel, you know, past 28. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, I honestly think that's really good advice because you got to, you know, if you're going to time travel, you're going to be tempted to cheat. Of course, think of all the think of, you know, because you won't even you won't just fall in love with a person, you'll fall in love with the idea of the person and the surrounding and this mm. world and none of it's real, you know. But I will say be careful because if you go back like pre-penicillin and you get a venereal disease, you don't want to come back and give that to your partner. Well, that's absolutely true, yeah. Thank you for thinking of that. Mm. Very considerate. <laughs> I think I would have the hardest time if 
um, it's like, what if it wasn't even sexual, but it was that they, they, my partner had a giant crush or really admired that person. I think that mm-hmm. would be really difficult knowing, like, am I not adding up as opposed to being like, we're two different people. Right. If it's like, you know, your partner goes back and falls in love with, you know, Betsy Ross or some, you know, someone, <laughs> someone of note and it's like you know yeah there's this there's this woman that i saw when i went back and she was sewing up a storm you should see what she can do i think that is worse yeah i think it is well emotional affairs i think are worse because then it's even like this that the fact that they're not having sex it has means they're fantasizing about it even more Ooh, you know and i hate that idea of like someone like holding back but they want to but they're holding back don't hold back on my account hey if you meet someone you like better just let (laughs) me know and we'll work it out like i don't want to know that you're like think you're doing me some favor by yeah yeah 100 percent. if you're having other thoughts cut me loose (laughs) i don't want to be sitting here waiting for your ass Yeah, but to me, in the context of what I assume Outlander is, I think it's sort of a loophole because that woman has so much going on. It's not, it's too many secrets and she should probably exit the marriage, though. Yeah. And can she control when she time travels or is it just kind of like a a hole that she gets pulled into or something? Listen, none of us have seen it, so (laughs) we should not even go there. Okay. But it is a show I want to watch. It's just, you know, I don't get a lot of alone time since quarantine hit. So I I don't know when I'm going to get to it. Do you watch a lot of the sh- same pros programs? We we do. There is like some middle ground that we agree on that we watch. And there's a lot of overlap there. But then it's kind of like, you know, the shows that the other person's not interested in. You got to get in on your lunch break. For sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a second TV is kind of or a laptop in the bedroom is yeah we could do a laptop in the bedroom of course i don't want a tv in the bedroom i'm just scared i'm gonna be falling asleep every night like watching tv which i already do but on the couch at least um (laughs) but yeah you know it's like we don't really separate in the evenings to go watch separately yeah that's just not really heard of in my household That's fair. That's nice. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's together or not at all. You got to find some time for Outlander. You got to get your yeah. own little snacks and create some space for you. I think so, too. Maybe I'll start waking up at five. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. You got to get your Outlander in. My me time, a little glass of red wine. <laughs> oh, God. Wine teeth by 530 a.m. Oh, gosh. Well, Mary, thank you so much for being on. This has been so much fun. You were the perfect. You were the perfect guest for our holiday spectacular. That's what I'm calling it now. We haven't brought that up at all. But um, do you where can people find you? Do you have things you want to promote anything? Just well, I've just gotten off of all social media. Mm. But um, you could see me on AP Bio and not on Superstore. <laughs> Again, well, ap- apologies for that. Crossed, more so a- just, no, 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 please. Um, I feel like that is not the first time someone said that. And I also want to say, um, I- I'm just wondering where our um, audition is. Yeah, where all three, the three of us would of love. Our- well, the clock is ticking on that. Right. Yeah. So is AP Bio s- filming or... What is happening? 
Well, we have our third season on Peacock. It's the streaming service for NBC. And that's where we're at right now. And you're waiting maybe to hear perhaps a fourth. Okay, Peacock, if you're listening. Yeah. Get on it. Um, Well, Mary, you've been a delight as we knew you would. And thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for letting me be on the spectacular, guys. The holiday spectacular. There's never been anything like it. And you guys can email us at thebigonespodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at thebigonespod on Twitter. Join our Patreon, please. For as little as a dollar a month, you get two bonus episodes a month. And there's tons and tons of content there. Rate and review. And thanks so much for listening to The Big Ones. Powered by ACAST. 